and this is my co-host Kirsty Logan. And it's a little bit chaotic here today because <laughs> there's a fly in this room and Lady Reverend Rosemary Bennett Logan, the is... dog, is trying to catch the fly. <laughs> so if there's a sudden crash and we scream, it's because <laughs> Rosie has leapt into us trying to eat a fly. Although I don't know if that's going to happen because she's currently just staring at the floor. Oh, Rosie, don't headbutt the thing. She's currently like staring Rosie, at the floor. It's, there. it's in the air. Look, it's up there. <laughs> I'm not saying that I don't adore my dog. I'm not also not saying she's necessarily the brightest dog that's ever existed because she's staring at the wall and the fly is behind you, Rosie. It's behind you. Please don't just plow into us and knock over all our equipment as you have done before. So it's day 10 of our special mini-sode pre-Halloween feeding lead to. Yep, it's getting catchier. And today we are talking about Dedicated to the One I Love by Diane Ho. Now Diane Ho is 82 years old. She has got possibly the most depressing Wikipedia page I've ever seen. It consists of a list of her books and the following phrase. Reception to Ho's work has been mixed to positive. <laughs> ouch. God fucking ouch. Now we've covered her quite a few times on the regular Teenage Scream episodes. Um, episode 8 we had Fun house. Oh, episode eighteen was the train. We had. I thought that was quite good. You didn't like it, did you? No, but I did like episode twenty-three, the fever, mm, which you God. did not like, and I maintain is one of the best point horrors. She's just. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's good. It's creepy. Creepy decrepit hospital. And we also had the invitation, which was a piece of shit. That was episode thirty-four. So there is lots of Diane Ho to enjoy. I'm saying that as a question. Well, you know, you will have to work out for yourself whether you think it's mixed or positive. <laughs> mixed to positive. Um, okay, so I'm going to introduce you to this book. <clears throat> Marla Medwick's bedroom reeked of the acrid smell of nail polish. Marla, her blonde head bent over cotton-separated bare toes, sat on one bed, concentrating on the careful application of peach pleasure. Oh... I would just like to point out that it doesn't say it's nail polish and peach pleasure sounds distinctly sexual to me. Sounds very much like a strap-on. So she's putting on her strap-on, <laughs> which is peach. This is what she's going to do. Lee Drum and Carrie Carbone, equally lost in the task at hand, still not saying it's about nail polish, <laughs> <laughs> occupied the bed's twin opposite Marla. All three sang along with the music from the radio at Marla's right elbow. Um, you can't sing while you're doing that, though, can you? Putting your strap-on on. Well, it depends what you're doing with it. If you're just strapping it on, you can. Well, you can sing, I've got my strap-on on, if you want. You could do, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying I do, I'm just saying one could. So moving on. <laughs> anyway, uh, so anyway, let me tell you about Lee Drum, because as a redhead, it specifically says this, she's the only one bold enough to use frosted fuchsia frolic 
Oh my god, why are they all sex names? At this point, I would like to change Diane Ho's name to Diane No. <laughs> Diane No. That's Kirsty No. Diane No. <laughs> That's terrible. So, the song on the radio. I think Diane Ho is quite apt here. You don't think? Maybe she is a hoe and that's why they've all got these strap-ons. Hoe power. Ready. Hoe power. So the song on the radio is called You Turn Me On and it's dedicated to Carrie Carbone. But it's her song with her ex, Richie, who also went out with Lee and Marla <sighs> secretly. But how can that be? Richie left town suddenly and no one has seen him since. Plot point. Hmm. Later, Carrie has a bath and she puts her radio on the ledge and says to the radio, apparently, out loud, you're all I've got to turn on now that Richie isn't here. Oh, yeah. That's Diane. terrible. No. That is... So I'd, I'd turned over the corner of this page and I couldn't remember what for, but that's why. But while I'm here, can I also read the really good bit of what comes next? Is there a good bit? Well, just this. Are you doing good in inverted commas? No, no, I actually think this is good. Oh, okay. Because the window was behind her, she didn't see the small but rapidly widening blob of grey-green muck spreading across the white wooden sill. Now, you're looking at me like, why do you think why that do blob you think is that's good? good? Uh, because I, I like the central... You like muck. I like, I like <laughs> muck, yes. I like the sort of... Heather mucky parry. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about it when you've done the plot, but I... There's a reason I like this. Okay, cool. I'm excited. Um, anyway, spoiler, the radio falls in the bath and electrocutes her. Okay. Um, after the funeral, they're all, well, not all of them, not her, they're at school. And they mention that there was a song dedicated to Carrie on the radio. But their friends say, well, I didn't hear that. And I was listening to the same show. Then uh, Lee is listening to the radio and someone calls in to dedicate her song with Richie to her. Falling for you. Wonder what could happen to her. She falls down the stairs. <gasps> Diane. No. <laughs> she doesn't die though. No, she doesn't. She's paralyzed though. Oh, fine. So now Marla is just waiting. She knows it's coming. She's haunted. She's losing weight. She's not sleeping. And then on the radio, her song with Richie comes on. It's called... <laughs> A knife in my heart. I Diane, wonder what's gonna no. <laughs> Stop it. Why are you doing this? So utterly inexplicably, she phones the radio DJ and tells him live on the radio to the nation that she and her friends tried to play a prank on Richie by dropping him in the middle of nowhere, but his tie? Come on, come on. <laughs> and he got dragged and killed. I don't know about you, Kirsty, but when I'm about to leave town on a greyhound bus or similar coach situation, He's I going like to, the to be airport. in full formal wear. <laughs> Doesn't everyone wear a suit and a tie to get on a plane? What kind Famously of a teenage boy's got a tie? <laughs> How does it get caught on the car? <laughs> what the fuck? <gasps> anyway, oh. he's dead. Uh, so they put him in a swamp. And do you know what, Heather? That boy grew up to be Shrek. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that boy grew up to be an angry puddle. Because <laughs> that is literally what has happened. Yeah, he does. Um, anyway. He is that slimy 
puddle that was next to the window. He is. Which I quite because like. Because he got put in a swamp. I quite like that. Was it just that your expectations after having read a Robot Stein story were so low that you were like, actually, this isn't too shit? No, it can't be that because I read them out of order. Oh. I think it's because I you like... rebel. I like, I know, such um, 50s B-movies as The Blob. I see. And it's very kitschy. I like this idea of there being like a haunted bit of swamp that's just going around and committing murders. <laughs> That is quite B-movie. Isn't it? It could, in the hands of a better writer than <laughs> Diane, I think it could have been really, like, kitschy and fun. I did. I was leaning into the kitschy and fun bit. I see what you mean. If you're reading it as, like, purposefully kitschy with, like, the song titles and stuff, I suppose it is quite fun. I mean, the song title's unforgivable. It's quite bad. But, yeah. It's pretty bad. Um, anyway, let's get back to Marla. The police are coming! Everyone's heard her on the radio confessing. But... Richie, the swamp monster, is there. And he stabs her in the heart with a knife. So is he the puddle? Yeah. While he's stabbing her. Bye. She doesn't, so there's a puddle know. comes in under the door. And then she doesn't really make it clear, from what I can remember, I'll have a quick look, What? Is, who is stabbing her. He's a puddle in the shape of a man. Oh, it's not a he's knife, a man though, puddle. is it? Wait, no, no, no. Well, it's got to be the song's called A Knife in My Heart. Straddling the, sl- the slop of pale muck, she's... Oh, oh we've all had sex she- like that, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> We're all been there. She slowly pulled open the door and stepped out of the room. Don't step out. It's stupid. Who opens the door like that? Her sigh of relief became a shriek of terror as the glow from the Wait, let's try light- and do that. Is that your sigh of relief? The glow from the ceiling light danced across the wide metal blade... Descending rapidly towards her throat. Oh no, so it's just a disembodied knife. A floating knife. It's unclear. Yeah, okay. I thought it was that a light had come down and caught her in the throat. But no, it it is a knife. No, it's a knife. Yeah, okay. Can I read you the last bit? Oh my god, please. With a soft, whispered sigh of satisfaction, the swamp sludge allowed itself to be absorbed by the bright red until there wasn't a trace of green anywhere in sight. It's a sentient puddle. <laughs> I love it. It is quite like X Filesy. Like it makes me think of that X Files episode where there's the like trash monster. Oh yeah. All or right the, then. Or the dude with the eyes. Can't he like shapeshift? The dude with. I mean, they've almost Black all of eyes. them have got eyes. Black eyes and the, <laughs> they're liquid eyes. Oh okay. What's yeah, it called? There's loads of them like that. Richard Laneman. No. <laughs> <laughs> This, he's sighing. The puddle is sighing. <sighs> okay, I've murdered now. Ah, finished. Now I can Post be a puddle come. again. I <sighs> okay. can go back to my swamp. And then he just lets himself become blood. Cool. Yep. I, and that's the end. I kind of liked it. <laughs> now that you've made me see it as a piece of kitsch, I'm a bit more into it. Okay. I'm still only going to give it a three, though. Um, uh, no, it's not good enough to warrant a four. No, no I'm not. with you on three. Okay, then. A lot of it's unforgivable. It's kind of fun. But then all Diane Hoes are like that. And at least it didn't have 10,000 characters. It did still have too many characters in it. Because all her books, she'll write a 200-page book and it's got 30 characters in it. Oh, 30 is low. I think we had 64 in Funhouse or something like that. Yeah. And in this one, there were, what, three, four, f- there were like seven named characters, which is a lot for a short story. And the pond sludge. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, usually we get them and all of their families and all their ancestors and all their family's friends. And their dog and cat and everything. 
<laughs> I, yeah, I quite That's enjoyed fine. it. It's not the worst in this collection. So, speaking of the worst in this collection, <laughs> tomorrow, thanks for that segue, tomorrow we are talking about Hacker by Sinclair Smith. Who again, is either really great or dog shit. Which way is it going to go? <laughs> we can Tune in tomorrow to find out. Watch for the sign of the lollipop. <laughs> That's cute. I haven't heard that in ages. <laughs> no, again, we're not going to tell you what it is. Nope. Google it. Either you understand our very specific <laughs> time and place references or not. So you can find us on Twitter at Teenage Scream underscore and on Instagram at Teenage Scream Pod. And you can go to patreon.com slash Teenage Scream Podcast and you can sign up to be a Patreon. That um, is <laughs> what keeps us going. Um, and it lets us buy things that we need to keep the podcast alive. Uh, or you can just coffee. rate and review and subscribe and tell everyone about us or go and rate our videos on YouTube and do all these things. God, we're millennial. You can do whatever you like, really. You can do whatever you want. Don't you let us just hypnotize you, do what you want to do. into acting oh. with a post-hypnotic suggestion as we had the other day. Sweet. <sighs> Ridiculous. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.